open at 6.30. Yeah. Uh, Hello. Hi, it's Keith. Hi. Howdy. I'm cleaning out a drawer here that belonged to you. No. Shirts. Um, some anime stuff, a trunk that has a bunch of junk yours in. I'm not throwing anything out. I'm just <laughs> trying to reorganize the thing. Yeah, I mean, probably whatever is in there. I mean, I probably don't really need it. I tried to, like, get rid of all those comic books. Like, I was going to try to sell them on eBay or something, but it's just too many to even deal with. <laughs> so I don't That's in the closet. I have not even... This all started because Neil got a new bureau. Right. <laughs> so, of course, you get a new bureau, you're going to rearrange your whole darn house. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you ever somehow find somewhere for any of this stuff to go. I mean, feel free. I'm sure it's nothing that I need, <laughs> but I don't even know. Like, that's the weird thing when you get stuff. Like, what do you even do with it? Yeah, and you forget how much you've got. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I've got all kinds of crap at that place. Whew, man, I am, I am worn out today. I am out of it. So, uh, basically, uh, so good news and bad news, I guess. But really, even the good news is bad news. <laughs> Oh, I was okay, all set to well, give you a good news and bad news. the bad news so that the good news will sound a little better. But yeah, the good news is not as good as uh, I'd hoped it would be. Uh, so basically, uh, the uh, getting an apartment from my friend Vince thing doesn't isn't going to work. You know, And it was uh. like, yeah, it was worth a try because, you know, it would be so nice and easy if it worked. But uh, yeah, this other guy, because it was going to be Vince's brother that had the apartment and some other guy that he knows has decided to take it. So this place that I was living last month... The, uh, one of the guys that lived there with me, he was like kind of flustered too, trying to find a place to live because we all had to leave this month because uh, the whole house is being rented out to uh, like exchange students or something. And he was saying how uh, he got a job, no problem, right away when he got to Vancouver, but he just can't like find a stable place to live. It's like impossible. <laughs> so, uh. yeah, so, uh, so I'm at this weird place, you know, through Airbnb this month that was a little expensive, but, uh, Hopefully I can now, now, I mean, in a, it was good to try for the Vince thing in case it worked, but now that it's off the table, at least that opens it up. Like I can just try to find an apartment somewhere else. Cause man, it's kind of weird. So this is a, this is weird. So this place that I'm staying now, it's uh it's this really nice house in a really nice neighborhood, but it's in Richmond. It's like a, a fair, it's, it's a little ways past the airport. I'm always living by airports lately. <laughs> like, but is it like on the other side of the airport like it is but uh, the good thing is now that they have the new SkyTrain that they made for the olympics that goes to the airport so i just don't take the airport turn off and just go another three or four stops and then it's still even a little further from there it's like a 20 minute walk or a bus but straight so basically it's like granville street turns into number three road in richmond and it's just just i just keep going i just keep going to the end of that so it's a straight line it's easy to get to it just it's a little ways but it's kind of weird because uh so i'm just living in uh, it's actually kind of a neat little room it's just like a cool little room in the basement of the house and uh but it's like um you know it's just like a dude and his wife and their kid and they just live there and they're like hey go ahead you know use the house whatever but it feels kind of weird to use the house like i'm not really using the uh kitchen very much and stuff so i'm just like eating out in the world which is what i've been doing basically but you know it is it's a little expensive and just because i constantly have to just pee all the time like it's just weird to go up into the house and just go into their like domain every fucking 20 minutes to pee like if i just drank a big thing of water so uh, one thing I, I figured out this is i can't believe how well this worked is it was a uh, one evening and I think somebody was in the shower or something I was just like I gotta pee so bad but like I just you know what am I gonna do and I had uh, one of those jugs of um, of laundry detergent 
that was about maybe a third of it was still had laundry detergent in it. And it turns out those are the greatest thing to pee in ever. Cause they like the way the bottle is designed, it's got like the spout that you pour out of, but then it's got like a collection thing too, like in case your yeah. detergent spills. So it's just like, just like the greatest thing. And not only that, but then it was like after I peed in that for a little bit, and uh, and there's like a, a sink down by in this basement by the uh, washing machine and the dryer, so I just you know can pour it out in there and rinse it out. But because of the like difference in uh, what's the term like the the uh, not viscosity the uh, just the the heaviness of the two liquids or whatever is the pee pours out but most of the uh, detergent doesn't because it's heavier and it's kind of like a gel but so there's still like the, the detergent to just kind of make it not just a bottle of pee <laughs> you know it's like it's got soap in it also to just make the whole thing a little less gross and the top screws right on I mean it's just weird that I'm spending so much money on rent and I'm peeing in a bottle like it's a stupid situation <laughs> it's just really really dumb but you know it'll do for this month I guess oh yeah but I, I mean, I can see why you do that. Yeah, I mean, especially because, I mean, if anything, this peeing thing has just gotten worse. Like, I should, I don't know, once I get a new uh, ID card and a doctor card and stuff out here, I think I'm just going to go to a doctor again and not even talk about the Ontario doctor and just see what happens, see if he says the same thing as the Ontario guy. Because, mm, yeah, pink, I have to pee every 20 minutes seems kind of... Yeah, well, it's ludicrous. I just odd. always have to pee. And, uh... This, sort of ties into that but so like with this guy saying about how uh how it's easier to get a job than a place to live so that is kind of what happened this was the good news quote unquote is that i got a job but two days in it's pretty fucking miserable <laughs> it's not a very good job so what is what is it so i didn't want to do the thing vince offered me with the sitting in the fucking call center and everything because that just sucks so this guy, Doug, that I used to work in the projection booths with, and you know, we're both like, it's weird, like, it's like a weird little, uh, weird little club of uh, people that were projectionists, because like, there can't be any more, <laughs> you know, like, it's only us. So uh, he works at some coffee place, it's called Trees Organic, it's like, super fancy, like, I don't know, there's no upper end to how fancy coffee shops can get in this fucking town. Like, uh, the place I worked before, Blends, its thing that well, I thought was ridiculous was that when you make hot chocolate and mochas, we had to, like, individually melt down small amounts of chocolate chips from Belgium to put in this drink instead of using just syrup. No one would ever notice and no one would ever care, and it's a ton of extra work and it was ridiculous. So this place doesn't do that, but this place, its big claim to fame is cheesecake. Best cheesecake in the city. Make their own cheesecake, blah, blah, blah. You want to guess how much a slice of cheesecake is? $7.50. Um, yeah, eight bucks, like $7.90. And, uh, and it's a pretty big piece of cheesecake, I guess, but... I would hope so for that price. I'd yeah, expect at least half a cheesecake. I can't even imagine a life where you just go buy a fucking $8 piece of cheesecake, just like, whatever. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's good. It's real good cheesecake, but... Yeah, that's ludicrous. Like, even though we get, like, a little 30% employee discount, I'm like, well, you can keep it. I'm still, that cheesecake is still a lot more than I want to pay for a piece of cheesecake. So, uh, yeah, so this guy Doug works at this coffee place, and he was like, uh, you know, I went to his house and watched some movies and crap and uh, caught up on old times, and he's like, yeah, you know, we could, if we, like, I guess they need people because uh, everyone's going back to school. 
and uh, and it's also just highly unbalanced. It's like all girls and Doug. <laughs> so he's like, we could really use some more people. And the fact that you know me and that you're not yet another girl, like, would just help balance things out a little or whatever. So it was the easiest thing to get. Like, that's why I guess I can't really look this job and, you know, the gift horse in the mouth too much, is it was super easy. I just went in, didn't even have a resume, didn't even bother, because what's the point? Like, I haven't, for anyone playing at home, I haven't had a normal job since 2007, like, since the last time I lived in Vancouver. So it's the worst resume in the world. So uh, so that's a lot of the, the, the upside to this, is it was just so easy. I just went in, introduced myself to this girl that's the uh, manager, I'm friends with Doug, blah, blah, blah. I had a Gilmore Girls shirt on that she recognized, and she's like, all right, cool, you're hired. Um, but it's not, it's not like the old coffee shop, where the old coffee shop was kind of laid back and kind of relaxed, and there's just like two people working at a time and only one person uh, overnight. And it just uh, wasn't a very successful coffee shop, and that was better for me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, just sit around and read the paper and do whatever. This place is ridiculous. There's like 15 people on the like payroll, and I'd say about half of them are usually working. Like it's got a whole kitchen in the back, and it's got a separate counter for lunch stuff, and it's just a non-stop coffee factory. So yesterday I was on the till, and that wasn't so bad because it's just like a little video game, you know, just type it in stuff. But still, it's like just gets ridiculous. These lines of people at lunch that just won't stop. And then today I had to do the making the coffee. And it's even worse. It's just like you're just in your own little zen bubble of just like I'm just sitting here making endless, endless lines of ridiculously fancy coffee, you know? Like, you know what it sounds like? It what? sounds like work. Like, yeah, you know, but... You're supposed to go to work and work. <laughs> not like this, I don't think. I mean, I don't think that's true. I've had so many lax jobs. Like every, you know, like uh, fucking uh, Strange Adventures, just hanging out at the comic yes, shop. Yes, I or, know you've had lax jobs, but uh, the real world does work, you working know. Working at the and movie theater? all day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I disagree, man. It's just not like this. It's, I mean, I've seen what you guys do at your office. It's not like you're not behind a loud, grinding coffee horror machine for hours on end just making coffee like it's not it's like i'm in a factory it's horrible well, i guess maybe How, what is it pay per hour nothing it's a shit it's fucking that's the other problem is minimum wage has not gone up very much around here so it's 1050 1050 an hour 1050 but rent is like double like this job will not cover my rent at, at part-time as i am now and there's no way i'm going beyond part-time i'll just sell fucking go crazy like there's no way so it's better than nothing you know it like stops the financial bleeding a little but but yeah like unless i can really find a cheap place somewhere which really doesn't seem likely based on uh, what everyone tells me and just my looking into stuff that's double demoralizing is like it's this misery factory and it just pays shit <laughs> you know like, are there no places that just rent rooms well, I mean, yeah, like, that's, well, that's what I'm looking into, but it does seem like, maybe, I don't know, like, I guess it depends, like, these double prices are for kind of slightly fancier places, but it seems like the kind of rooms that I used to live in are still, like, 300 bucks more than they used to be, so maybe not double, but, yeah, it's, I mean, that is almost double, yeah, like, it's, it's just gone crazy, because there's, like, a million extra people in the Vancouver area now. So, I don't know. I was all like, hey, isn't that cool? I got a job. And that's the other thing, I guess, is um, because it's been so long since I've had a job and I, you know, it was, 
I was in New York, so I didn't have a work visa. And that's the other thing is like, I mean, I've done work in these interim times. I did all kinds of video editing in New York and uh, that's all work. And it's not work like you're just burning your hands on a steaming wand all day while people just uh, want their ludicrous, super complicated coffee to go with their $8 Oh, that's the other thing. So at the old coffee shop, you know, like I liked it because you just hang out and talk to people and you meet people, backpackers coming through town and whatever, chit chat with people. No time for this. It's just coffee, coffee. Like a machine should be doing this. A robot should be doing this. It's it's cruel for a human being to have to do this. In a time, there will be a machine someday that will take over that job. I heard uh, Starbucks actually had that, that uh, they have a robot that can make like the perfect cup of coffee, but uh, people don't like it. You know, they don't like it. It's not the, the human. Oh, yeah, that's all. That's all in their mind. If they didn't know the robot was making it, they'd be fine with it. Well, that's a real downer, too, is like, because, you know, I, I used to do all this coffee stuff, but I don't know how well I was ever trained before, so I'm learning how to make all the coffee drinks again, and it's all coming back to me. And it's kind of fun to, you know, to, like, if if these drinks are supposed to be so fancy, like Italian-style, blah, 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 like, the difference is, in Italy, you'd go hang out there for three hours, and you would chill the fuck out, and you don't need your goddamn coffee right away, and it wouldn't be this horrible nightmare, this pressure cooker. But uh, but that was kind of fun at the start of the day, before it was busy, of like, all right, I'll really, like, like get the espresso all right, and do it all proper, and get the, the crema on top, and steam the milk right, and you make a drink, and you're like, look at that, that's excellent, like, I did such a good job on that. And then there's just no time to actually do that throughout the day. There's no reason. Like, why aren't these drinks just, like, pre-made, like the Starbucks pre-made drinks that you just buy at the convenience store? Because, like, no one's even going to know or care. Just fucking just shove it in your stupid face, <laughs> you $8 cheesecake buying piece of shit. So I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking for now, it's just like, I'm just, you know, I was like, hey, thanks for the job. I'll do whatever times you need me to do because I don't have any other, you know, stuff going on. But I think if, if I were to stay here, I think the make-or-break thing will be to just to be on different shifts. Like, like it's open until about 10 at night. So if I was on an evening shift, I'm sure it's a lot less hectic. Apparently weekends are less hectic. I mean, there's a, there's a, bunch, of, there's a bunch of go-getters that will do that stuff and seem to love it. But for the amount of money that it pays, like it's, I'm definitely going to try to move away <laughs> from this lunchtime rush of just like the... Uh, Ian in New York used to talk about it like the ants coming out of the all their little ant hills because that's what it's like in every city I guess at lunch it's just like Whoa, and they all just go to the little sugar mound that they like the best <laughs> just like and, and I noticed that in Toronto all the time because I would be downtown and like it, businesses should really stagger their lunch hour like they do in schools for like lunch period because everybody gets lunch at noon and from like noon to 1.30 is a crazy disaster and then everything is empty again. And that's how it is here, that's how it is everywhere. Anyway, yeah, so I'm feeling a little stressed, <laughs> I guess. And my legs, like it's weird because I, I can walk all day. I mean, I do, I just walk around all day, I love it. But standing, I can't do it. Like four straight, and these are only four hour shifts because I'm still training. How am I gonna just stand for eight hours? It's miserable. You're not able to have stool to take a little spell? No, no, that's uh, it's not really part of the culture. It's just like, gotta work, gotta work all the time, work, work, work. Um, you guys had a big windstorm out there. Uh, oh yeah, that's true actually, yeah. Uh, there, there, that was like right before I left the place I lived last month and I saw like the police tape along uh, one of the streets and uh, this big tree had fallen over like right on a guy's car. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 
Yeah, I wonder if that's the one they showed on TV. It, it, uh, oh, they kept showing the same car. I thought, geez, how come they don't show a whole lot? If there was so much damage, show some other pictures. Yeah, well, it was a white car, and it had also smashed the back of a guy's truck. The same tree. Yeah, this is probably not the same tree, but but I mean, it couldn't have been too terrible because uh, that day. I went out to Horseshoe Bay. I've been going there quite a bit lately. It's where you catch the ferry to go to Victoria because uh, you can just get there uh, with a bus pass. It's great. It's like, it takes a little time, but once you get out there, it's really, really pretty. And uh, I just went there that day because it was just rainy and windy. It really wasn't that bad. But I mean, it was like a bunch of trees got torn out and stuff, but I don't know. Could it could be worse? Well, they were kind of making it look like it was what we had, well, it, what we called it Hurricane Arthur, but it was post-tropical storm Arthur last year that knocked down so many of our trees. Yeah, I and mean... we I, were without power, without, you know, like we were off, just off here with five days. Yeah, I think that's worse. I mean, there were some parts of Vancouver that didn't have power, but only for like that night. Yeah, but I think it wasn't all that long. Right. Because it was only a news story for, oh, I don't know, I suppose two days we heard it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was so bad. Or tell maybe out in Vancouver they only heard about us for 10 minutes. <laughs> if, if at all. <laughs> we heard about it all week because we were living it. I mean, if, if Ontario was any uh, indicator, nobody knows what New Brunswick even is. Like, <laughs> they, uh, everybody thinks they're from Nova Scotia still. It's just like, whatever, okay. Oh, yeah, that was one thing, too, though. Yeah, like, it seemed like it was uh, so neat with this job thing where it's like, wow, cool, I got this job so easy. No one's giving me guff about my lack of a resume. And uh, this girl saw my Gilmore Girl shirt, and it turns out she went to St. Thomas. She lived in Fredericton for, like, five years with this manager girl. So I was like, wow, ding, ding, ding. And then it's like, here you go, now <laughs> have the worst time ever. <laughs> oh, that was another kind of telling thing. So this guy, Doug, who got me the job, I was talking to him today, and I was like, so how long have you been at this job? And it turns out he has been there for two and a half years, which is a year longer than anyone else. Like the, even the manager lady, like the whole rest of the staff has been there a year and a half or less because only a crazy person stays there. <laughs> like it's just not worth it. Oh, I guess we have to put Doug in the crazy category. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't want to say it to his face or anything. <laughs> Good old Doug got me a job, but yeah. And I mean, he's kind of, He's not, I have a feeling like he doesn't want to be the manager. I think being a manager is actually worse, like like more uh, responsibilities and not a lot of pay. But he gets to do like the coffee roasting. They have a big machine that roasts the coffee that's all fancy. It looks like a diving bell or something. And like once a week he roasts the coffee and all this crap. I guess he likes it. Ooh, what responsibility. <laughs> yeah, and I was also thinking like the other like added bonus to uh this oh well that's okay that's what i was gonna say i i forgot um is just because like the new york thing not having a job was because i didn't have a work visa but then in toronto i really didn't have any excuse like i should have got a job i just never did and and i would always have that kind of feeling in the back of my head like kind of like this is kind of shameful like i'm just burning through future inheritance money or whatever and like why don't i have a job and whatever and I think part of that is just because everybody I knew in Toronto was so far ahead of me, job-wise. Like, if somebody had done what Doug did, or Vince, or any of these guys here that are just like, hey, I can get you a job, I'm sure I would have taken the job, but everyone in Toronto was like, well, I have a real job, you know, <laughs> that pays all this money, and, like, you can't just have that job. So, uh, but I always had this thought in the back of my mind is, like, like, I should just get a job, even if it's a crappy job, just because, like, surely I'll feel better about myself, or I'll feel more pride or something. Like, I'm contributing to the world again. I'm being a part of things. I'm not just, you know, doing my own weird thing. 
but it doesn't feel like that at all. <laughs> like that's kind of been a disappointment. It feels the exact opposite where now I'm kind of thinking like, like this is my fault that I'm doing this bad job because like I gotta, I gotta hustle more with my own stuff. Like I have that kid's book that I wrote that is all excellent and great. I just got to do like another rewrite and send it out to people and I never did. So, I mean, I think this could be good in that sense. It's like, like the it'll only way I'm... You. Maybe it'll humble, humble you into yeah. realizing. Or, or, I don't know if humble's the right word, but, like, I think the only way I'm going to get out is, yeah, like, through my own motive power to, like, show somebody out there that I have more advanced skills that I can do that are more, I don't know, just that aren't this. Because as bad as this coffee job is, I guess you're right in the sense that, like, jobs or work is, like it's not going to get much better you know any other weird random job that i can just get is going to pay bad and is going to be rote work that i don't want to do so yeah yeah. and whoever your boss is is going to expect you to be there working steadily yeah i don't know i mean again i I mean most bosses expect that yeah I guess, like, my my idea in that sense, though, is, like, if you want that level of work from someone, you shouldn't pay them minimum wage. Minimum wage is minimum effort, you know? Minimum wage, to me, is, like, yeah, you can relax a little. Like, yeah, to, to put someone under constant mechanical stress of just making coffee or something all day. I mean, if you really give such a shit about your business and your fucking cheesecake and all this shit, you can't pay people more than minimum wage? Yeah, I don't know. That offends me, kind of. There are people, though, that that have to support themselves. And, yeah, I guess they're at the mercy of of somebody who expects that rote response. Just get in there, get the coffee made, get the coffee out. Yeah. I mean, I guess... And stand all day. And I guess that's where I think maybe... I know what you mean with uh, by saying humbling, but um, I don't know if that's the right thing for me because... Because it kind of pushes me the other way, where it's like, no, I do not deserve this, you know. But I know that I got to figure out my own way out of it. But yeah, like uh, Chris Rock has a a stand-up joke about minimum wage that I thought was so good. It's about how if you murder somebody and you go to jail for 20 years and then they let you out and then you get a job, that's what you get paid. You get paid minimum wage. Minimum wage is murderer wage. Like, I'm getting paid the same a murderer would be paid right now. And when you look at it that way, it's like, yeah, what the fuck? Come on. And yeah, I'm not doing the hardest job in the world, but yeah. Anyway. Well, part of the other problem is that those are jobs that don't, they don't require any thought processes, any uh, creativity, any... Yeah, it's like the um, reverse. You have to, like, just, I'm just going to make coffee for four goddamn hours, and starting next week, it'll be eight. Eight hours. <laughs> like, what? I really am I'm talking myself out of this. Like, I'm, I'm going to try to stick with it, but I don't know how I can do this. Like, full-time, I could never do it, but maybe part-time, try to hold on. So, you mean even, even when you're working the till... Yeah, the till's not as bad because, uh, I don't know, I guess I find the till kind of interesting even just in the sense of, even if your only interaction with someone, even if your only interaction with somebody is just to see what they want, like, I don't know, that's kind of interesting, just to see their face and you can kind of just, you know, read a little story about them, like, are they from here, are they on vacation, what are they getting, what's their whole deal? At least that, that, I I can, I can glean something from that, (laughs) you know? 
and uh, and yeah like even just that I'm talking to someone even if it's just kind of the same shit is that we're here to go blah 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 like this working behind the uh, espresso machine is just it's just Dickensian bullshit it's like it's crazy and it's loud and it's like my hands got all burned and it's totally thankless and it's just awful just so people can have these freaking coffees it's fancy coffees Although maybe it'll level out somewhat, because I even noticed by the end of the day that what seemed like a complicated coffee at the start of the day, I, by the end of the day, I was like, oh, thank God, it's only, it's only level 10 complicated, not level 30 complicated, <laughs> you know? Like some of the shit people ask for, oh my God, oh. Like, you ever see that movie Fight Club? Yeah. Where, yeah, there's kind of that whole just kind of like the working class rebelling type of thing, like... That, that that makes me think of that. It's like when you have this many modifiers of like half decaf, half caffeinated beans with 2% milk with sugar-free vanilla, da, 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 but uh, oh no, no, maybe maybe like almond. Uh, almond, not too hot, no foam. Da, 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 da. It's like, fuck you. How about fuck you? <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, go to Tim Hortons, get a coffee, you asshole. Oh, it's brutal. But, and, and, and I guess I, th- all of this is just kind of surprising to me because my old coffee shop just wasn't this bad, you know? It was bad in a different way. It was kind of in a worse neighborhood, so it was a lot of dealing with crazy homeless people and stuff. But at least they would just order coffee when they had some money in their pocket. Whew. But I don't have to go back till Sunday, so, <laughs> so I can like just like push out the jive, bring in the love. Well, I'm more concerned that you find yourself someplace to hang your hat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, worst case scenario, there's always these like uh, these Airbnb type things, but they really are expensive. Like this one was eight twenty-five, I think. A month. And it was one of the cheaper ones. Like they get worse from there. So, Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, the cheapest Airbnb is like uh, on the high end of my Toronto rent. Like yeah, it's it's pretty bad, and it's not a great situation. I'm just like. I actually really like my room tucked away in the basement. It's very cozy, but but it's just a peculiar, you know, just like <laughs> peeing in a jug bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so I'll get on that for sure, is uh, start looking at Craigslist and stuff, try to find a place. I mean, for that kind of money, you think you could be living downtown. Yeah. Well, I think in, uh, I don't know what the downtown prices are here, but I mean in... Uh, in Toronto, I think uh, like Brad's rent is like fourteen something a month. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I imagine they're like that in downtown Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it makes you wonder how can people, so many poor people, can live in downtown? I guess they live in the street. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's I mean, that just crosses my mind sometimes. I mean, now that it's getting a little rainier and colder, it doesn't cross my mind as much. But I'm like, at this point, that I'm like whittled down to my one little bag of stuff. Basically, if I just gave up my computer, then I'd be like, whatever, now I'll just walk around all the time. Who gives a shit? (laughs) I mean, when I think that down at my office, I am still only charging my guys 240 a month. Yeah, that's not bad. And that's how it's been like for the, it's been like that forever. And even when I got to Vancouver, that's 10 years ago now, but uh, like my rent was three, I think it was 350 a month. And I had the quote unquote like big room. And then when I moved into another place that uh, was like a whole little unit where I had my own kitchen and everything, it was still only 550. So yeah, things have gone up quite a bit around here. Because like that, like my 350 room, like this place I stayed last month was 700. Like it's like double. 
So hopefully I can find something a little cheaper. Because I really don't need anything. That's the other killer thing is like, I, I could get away with not having a kitchen. I can get away without a lot of stuff. It's just I gotta find the place like that that exists. I don't know. But yeah, I'll just have to just keep my eyes peeled. I'm sure it's just a matter of time. I don't know how people afford to live out there. And especially, as you say, like the people who work in coffee shops get ten fifty. Holy Moses. Yeah. Even if you work full time, you'd never make enough money. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these people, like, they have two jobs or going back to school, all that stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know where that'll all end up in the end. But even that, too, like, uh, oh, I didn't tell you about this yet, I think, because it's been, like, two weeks. That's the other thing. So, because, uh, like, this, this girl who's the manager of this coffee shop, you know, went to St. Thomas for five years, and she's just at the same fucking coffee shop I met. Like, you know, <laughs> really, where did that end up? So, uh, I met up with my friends Vince and Leo that I both knew from the old coffee shop. And Vince was the guy that was going to offer me the shop place. And Leo's just, uh, I lived with Leo for three months last time I was in Vancouver. So, we did the kind of catch up of like what's been going on these past seven years. Like, where are we all at now? And it was, it was kind of nice in a way because I haven't really gone anywhere like demonstrable like I can't really say like oh look what I did all this stuff but it didn't seem so bad because uh, Vince went to school for like five years he's like 80 grand in debt and he's hoping he can get a teaching job but nothing really on the horizon yet so he went to school tons of debt Uh, Leo has a kid so I mean that's a plus I guess if you want to have a kid he's got a kid but he he was always the most successful guy that we knew so he's got a hundred thousand dollar a year job and a wife and a kid but he said even at a hundred grand a year like his house is way out in surrey like the part of town of the of bc that nobody likes you know it's like the murder capital of bc surrey he's got to take a weird bus to get out there and stuff but he said like just the way the real estate prices are like the only place he could realistically get a house is uh, is out in surrey and he definitely didn't seem very happy <laughs> like he's just like stressed and just like ah, oh, the money and the more he's got to put a second mortgage on his house and all this stuff and it just seems so weird like these these paths in the woods there's the business guy the school guy and the didn't do anything guy <laughs> and i mean the only real difference is leo has a kid and it's like oh that's cool and theoretically i guess stuff will work out for leo in the long term but as it stands they're all stressed and in debt and I'm just a guy. <laughs> like, it really kind of made me feel not so bad about... And they thought it was so... These things that seem boring to me now, like, yeah, I was in New York, I was in Toronto, who gives a shit? It's just some big, big, gross cities. But they were like, oh, you've traveled, that's so cool. Yeah, see, they can't afford to. Yeah, yeah, they're Anymore. super and, and trapped. especially the fellow with the kid. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, like, that's, that's the, it. the thing he's, is... He's tied to his job for at least at least 20 years yeah oh, any longer and uh, his daycare for his kid is 800 bucks a month holy shit yeah and i mean i feel weird uh putting the kid into the equation like it's you know like that's a detriment or something because i like kids i think having a kid is a cool thing but uh but yeah it's i don't yeah, know they're not cheap and you know he's probably going to get to the stage of thinking god i'd be glad when the kid goes to school like instead of being able to enjoy him yeah He's going to think, God, at least when he goes to school, I'll only be paying for after-school care. Yeah, and even, like, at this point, his uh, wife doesn't stay home to look after the kids. She has some job. I don't remember what he said it was, but it's just like a, you know, it's like a, just a, a lower-level job because she is from China and her English isn't very good. And uh, 
And I was like, why don't, why doesn't she just stay home with the kid and not pay the $800 for the, the childcare? Like, wouldn't that make sense? But she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to, you know, she wants to go like build her own thing or whatever. Yeah, just some weird situations. Like I just really kind of expected, like I would hear about all their grand accomplishments and I'd feel like a big idiot, but I didn't at all feel like that. <laughs> I felt like, hey, I can leave tomorrow. Like I can do whatever. I, I felt kind of good about it. School especially, uh, all this school stuff, man. Yeah, just, whew. it's not not a good way for me to learn stuff anyway, but man, like nobody's getting shit out of school anymore. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Seems to be how it is. Yeah. They're just taking a little hiatus from life and maybe growing up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially to be like 80 grand in debt from school. I mean, I think uh, Vince is like a history major or something. Like it's not the, <laughs> it's a weird choice. But <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. If you're not motivated enough to learn stuff on your own, like why is 80 grand of debt and going to a school going to change it? Well, it's supposed to give him a few credentials and a few little letters after his name that's supposed to show that he's smarter than other people. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if that's worth 80 grand to a, to a, to a body, then good for them. But yeah, so that's one thing too that's a little bit of a, like, I don't know, just a weird thing is like, I, I do think like, like I've been doing so well with like writing, like I'm in such a good, a good uh, habit of it. Like I'm just working on stuff every day and I'm like, yeah, you know, I really think I could maybe make a go of this. And then suddenly I'd be out of this stupid rat trap having these bad jobs, but it's not like it's going to happen tomorrow. You know, it's like a slow, gradual process. It's not going to be soon. And that's, it's kind of a downer. <laughs> it's like... I also kind of thought with this job why, like, I was like, even though when Doug told me, hey, you want a job? And, you know, that big part of me was like, oh, God, I really don't. But I felt like I couldn't say no is also because I really don't know anybody. Like, there's Leo and Vince that I've seen once. Like, you know, I'm only going to see them once in a while. And these projectionists that, again, we see a little more often. So, you know, like, most of the people I knew from before I met at the old coffee shop. So I was like, yeah, cool, all right, I'll know people from this coffee shop. And everybody seems nice and everyone seems fine. And it's only been two days, so who knows? Maybe I'll become great friends with some of these people, but I don't know. Once I, it's like, it's weird. I mean, this must just be like a function of getting older, but I feel like I've met all these people before, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they're all perfectly nice people, but I'm just like, yeah, you know, there's you and there's me and here we are. I feel like we're all in an orphanage together is actually <laughs> what it feels like. <laughs> like we've got the, the head boss guy that runs like five of these coffee places throughout town who comes in once in a while and he's, you know, the, he's the shake and the cane, like everybody eat your gruel with whatever. And the rest of us are just toiling away, just toiling for our bread and our stupid whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should start to like kind of look around a little just for just for something more relaxed something more clerky working at a bookstore or something yeah you know what that would probably be more up your alley yeah i mean i thought i was kind of over that because i worked at the comic shop for so long but uh i guess there's no video stores anymore <laughs> it's too bad that job was slow and easy and yeah, the movie theater thing, not really the same anymore. But even that, working at a movie theater, it's not fun, you know, it's just like tearing tickets and everything, but it's not like this. It's not just like constant, constant, constant work. Well, it's only been two days and maybe a few do a few other doors will open. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, and that's the other thing that's weird too is like just because of the ebb and flow, like there are times when there's just mysteriously no customers. But at the old place, you know, I was just, it would be like me and one other person were on our own. So I could like hang out, chill out, you know, read a, read a newspaper, whatever. But here there's way too many people all there all the time and the breaks aren't long enough. So even the breaks are weird because then you start thinking like, I wish someone would just come in. Why am I just standing here? <laughs> you know? like, but then I know it won't be one person that comes in. It'll be like fucking eight or ten people and it'll, every single person will need to have their fancy drink. Yeah, it's bad. On the plus side, everybody's real nice because uh, last time I was talking to you, I remember I was boasting about how, oh man, as soon as somebody gives me guff, I'm leaving. And I still absolutely feel like that, but nobody's gonna, everyone's nice, so. My friend Heidi did get written up, though, for taking me up to the projection booth, so when I saw her last time, she's like, I really might quit that job. <laughs> like, I think she's been there for 10 years. Projectionist extraordinaire, but yeah, they pull shit like that on people. Like, why would they yeah. want to stay? That's something you just pull in power. Yeah. I actually was like a little glad in a way. It's like, yeah, you should leave. Like, <laughs> you know, what the hell? What What is the... Uh, What's the uh, equity you're getting out of this? You've been there for 10 years and everyone still treats you like a weird, tiny child. Can't really yeah. get worse. I'm sure she felt like telling them to go ask themselves. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think I, I think I wore myself out. I think I finally ran out of fucking ranting. Thank you for, thank you for being a, a ranty ear for, <laughs> for me to blab into. But on the plus side, for the first time, since 2007, I have a job again, finally. And is your tax base all straightened out from all those years when you didn't file? Yeah, everything's all caught up. Everything's all up to date. Okay, so you can start off with a nice clean slate for filing in 2016. Yeah. And yeah, I'll keep you updated on um, apartments and money stuff. Like, I'm still, especially with all that money I got from that last whack of taxes... I'm doing pretty good. I think I've got about four grand in the bank. But, I mean, that'll go fast. And, and That won't last. That won't last long. Yeah, and unless I can find, like, the cheapest place in all of existence, in all of Vancouver, like, yeah, it's, it's just such a weird feeling that, like, yeah, this job... Like, I guess if I had taken this Shaw job that's $17 an hour full-time, then, yeah, I'd be rolling in money, but I just would be like I just couldn't it'd be awful I, I still think that'd be worse than the coffee shop at least the coffee oh, shop oh I imagine oh yeah. yeah I could I could I know I could do a rope job so much easier than that pulling that false face with everybody on the telephone oh Christ oh my god that's just not my bag at all I could never do that maybe I've just got to get away from the coffee specifically the making the coffee part because they have like so much going on in this little little uh, beehive of a store that there's even like one person whose job is literally just to walk around and uh, just clean up stuff all day just like pick up you know dishes and wipe down stuff and I think that actually might be kind of okay I kind of like that I like cleaning it's fun yeah that might be okay even yeah, the kitchen can, side, like, maybe I should... You could have a few little chats with people. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, totally. I could get away with all kinds of, yeah, just, like, talking to people and stuff. As long as I'm basically busy, I'm, like, wiping a counter while I'm talking. And uh, even the kitchen part seems like it might be kind of fun. Not every day, but, like, you know, they just bake cookies and make muffins and stuff. Like, maybe that'd be the trick, is just uh, if I can learn all the little different jobs and keep shifting around... You move around and really avoid this coffee thing it's this bad because like what would always happen at the old coffee shop again it was never busy like this ever but 
uh, it would be usually me and someone who was uh, here for an English second language program, and they were here to learn English, so they were supposed to be working the till and practicing their English, but nobody wanted to, like, because it just wore them out too fast trying to talk English and to understand people. It just stressed them out. So I would just always say, like, well, do you want me to run the, the cash register and you make the drinks? And to a person, they all, men, women from South Korea, Japan, China, they all were like, yes, please, 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 yes. <laughs> so I never had to make coffee all day. And, yeah, it turns out that's the part of the coffee job I really don't like. Well, but I suppose I've got to start you somewhere. Right. Oh, yeah, the one other, one last little thing. So that's the other thing, too, is with the constant never-ending peeing that I have to do is is just so I don't have to pee all the time while I'm working because it's just just not easy to do when it's that pad that that uh, slammed all the time I can't just like leave my little post and go pee so I'll just like get up in the morning and just not drink anything and then at the end of my four hours just drink like a liter of water and just be like oh thank you <laughs> like i don't think that's gonna work for these eight hour shifts i'm eventually just gonna have to be like sorry guys i gotta pee again but yeah that's also kind of miserable that's my own personal little thing but but that's that's also weird too like i'm just never really had a job where i couldn't just go pee like that's like so inhuman. so so you said you might if you could find some doctor and go and get it checked out again and you wouldn't tell them what they told you in Toronto. So what did they tell you in Toronto? Uh, that uh, basically just that there is a surgery they can do that I have a small bladder and it doesn't drain properly. It's like a one-two punch. And uh, there is a surgery they can do, but it's supposed to be for guys in like their mid-60s. And if I get it done when I'm younger, it's possible that it could like reverse itself and like it would like grow into something worse. So I shouldn't do that. But yeah, it's it's worse than ever. It's just and and it's weird how long this has been going on for. Because when I was at this guy Doug's place watching movies with him and his friends, uh, and I was like, uh, and I drank a big energy drink on the way, so I was all caffeinated. So I was like, uh, I don't know, I just said something like, Hey, where's your bathroom? I'm gonna have to pee all the time. And he's like, Ah, oh, still having to pee all the time, eh? And I was like, Really? Was that part of my shtick even seven years ago? And he's like, Yeah, you remember the going away party we had for you? And you drank like three giant coffees and you were just peeing all night. And I guess that was only right before New York where they would discuss on their stupid show about how I had to pee all the time. Like, this has been ages, and it's just getting worse. It kind of made me think of, I remember you were telling me, I think it was in an early episode of this show, that you have a friend that got one of those types of surgeries, and he couldn't stop talking about it. (laughs) Just like, oh, I just pee so normal now. It's so great. Oh, yeah, that's uh, Steve Burt. Well, I was thinking that what, what I was kind of thinking about with that is like, this is a more dramatic example, but I've been watching these things on YouTube about people that are colorblind, and there's a special kind of glasses that certain types of people, if they wear these polarized glasses, they can see more colors all of a sudden. And uh, and just, it, it's like you never realize like what a burden they had been living under not being able to see these colors, but then when they can see them, like they all just break down into tears like immediately because they can see purple all of a sudden and like all these colors people have told them about and they could you know, finally see them. So I don't think this is that dramatic, but I bet it's kind of similar. Probably the reason why your friend couldn't stop talking about it is because it's just been burdening him his whole life that he always has to pee. And then to not have that burden anymore, like... Yeah, yeah, a real relief, like... 
Oh yeah, I can go through the night without having to go. Yeah, I gotta pee. Like I gotta pee right now. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> it just yeah, it just never stops. And then or like I feel like I have to pee, but I just really don't. It's just not really much there, but I just feel like I have to pee, and it's just uh, it sucks. But anyway, have you yeah. ever gone online and online and read about it? Some, but not a ton, because like it's just hard to self-diagnose. So I just mostly just left it up to this doctor guy, because uh, you know they did do the whole thing, like they put a catheter in me and did all these scans and like the whole the whole shebang. He gave me these uh, like a prescription for these anti-diuretic pills, but they really didn't do anything. Yeah, so anyway, that's just another extra wrinkle that's probably making me double miserable. It's like, yeah, I'm just trying not to, you know, I'm sort of dehydrating myself before this fucking nightmare job. Just yeah, so. and you can't very well, if you're working eight hours, take your little bottle with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was even thinking that. It's such a weird thing, but uh, I was watching wrestling, and uh, the announcers that, you know, just sit at the announce table by the ring and announce wrestling, they, uh, they have bottles of Mountain Dew, because Mountain Dew was the sponsor this month. And apparently people on Twitter were like, how come none of the announcers are drinking their Mountain Dew? Like, <laughs> and the announcers actually brought it up. They were like, hey, of course we love Mountain Dew. Hey, or a sponsor, whatever. But this is a four-hour show with no bathroom breaks. Like, we just, we can't drink it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Because, yeah, like, this is one of those weird little jobs. Like, I could never be a wrestling announcer unless I had, like, a secret pee bottle, like, attached to my leg or something. I mean, not that I had any <laughs> designs to be a wrestling announcer, but it's just weird to think of. Man, though, that thing with the uh, the colorblindness, it really is awesome. If you've ever just on YouTube, um, I don't remember what it's called, but if you just look up, like, colorblind, people see colors for the first time. And then the even more crazy one than that is this thing called cochlear implants, where they can take people that have never heard a sound, like that are 100% oh, deaf. Oh, yes, the ear. The yeah. ear thing. Yeah. And, and that one is the same, the same, but even more so. Like, when they first hear a sound for the first time, it's just, like, so overwhelming that it's, it's really kind of, like, moving to watch because they all just cry immediately. It's kind of uh, kind of cool. The thing, it, the thing with the eye, though, it would, yeah, the ear would probably be even more because you've never heard anything. Yeah. And now you hear all you could feel with vibrations, but at least with the with the color blindness, you've seen colors. Yeah, yeah, like with the hearing thing, like I don't even know what that would be like because, like, yeah, like what would their conception of sound even be? Yeah, I mean, sound would be a word that you would hear, and maybe a vibration that you feel, but it's not the same thing as sound. Yeah, and I guess just from like reading lips and stuff, like they would know pretty readily like what these words are and everything. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I don't sure know. it would be the same impact if you were totally blind and then you could see. Yeah. But if you yeah, I mean, that would probably if, it, be, if it's just a, that would a, be the a color blindness one, thing, there'd be an intensity or, you know, but you but you would know what sight was. Yeah. Um, it's if you were blind, like what is sight? You know, it's a word and you you can feel an image. But what is it? And same thing with sound. If you've never heard anything, just this kind of pressure against your ears, maybe, uh, and then you hear sound, real sound, like wow. I mean, that, I can't imagine that. That must be, that yeah. must be pretty, and, and it must even maybe drive you a little crazy, <laughs> like all this noise all of a sudden. And then isn't it weird to think too that then if you tune back in two years later they'd just be like oh this traffic and whatever <laughs> you know, it would all just level out eventually but yeah like I'm sure uh, if they could make a blind person see that would be the craziest one and then yeah hearing is next up the, what's surprising about the colorblindness one is that it's for these people that this works with 
how easy it is to fix. It's literally just like a, a pair of special sunglasses. I mean, they're expensive. They cost like hundreds of dollars, but it's just, it's because like the wavelengths between red and green just overlap the way their eyes work. And all this does is it just cuts out a segment in the middle, like where those two wavelengths overlap. And so that the edge, edge of green and the edge of red are separate things now. And just all of a sudden they can see them. And it's like, like uh, this one YouTube video that got really famous is they gave a guy, uh, a colorblind guy, they just gave him these glasses and didn't tell him what they were. So he just put them on and he started looking around and he's like, what the fuck is happening? Like he just freaked out. And he like picked up like a Clorox bottle with a, a purple top and he's like, is that purple? <laughs> like he's just like, it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and like, I never thought of it this too. Uh, one of these colorblind guys was talking just weird little stuff like uh, how stoplights are red and green, right? So to him, he's like, so the little hand that says don't walk is red. So I just always assume the little man that says do walk is green. Because why wouldn't he be green? Wouldn't he be green like like a green light? And then I put on these glasses and I'm like, that dude's white. He's been white the whole time. <laughs> just really like interesting, weird little stuff. There, whew, I think that's, there it really is all my anecdotes, I think. I think I finally ran out. <laughs> it's weird, like I've got all this stuff floating around in my brain of like, all right, I want to bring up Vince and Leo and their different jobs and peeing in a jug and peeing at my new job and all this stupid shit but I think I think that's everything I don't think I got anything else to report well it sounds like life's just carrying on for you yeah yeah so I guess I guess uh, what I really gotta do is just stay stay strong with this writing thing man stick with it stay uh, cause like that's been the best thing about uh, moving away I think I said this before but moving away and just not knowing anybody is uh unbelievable lack of distraction <laughs> like every day i just get up and work on writing because there's nothing else to do so hopefully i'm not terrible at it <laughs> you know i'm like i'm pretty sure i can write pretty sure i'm a good writer and i guess once i get some shit done and start sending it out but that's kind of like my joke that i tell people but it's sort of true is that like I, my my goal is really just to send things out and to get some rejection notices just because then I would even that would like make me proud because like I did it I finished a whole thing and someone told me it sucked but I mean that's like a little bit of a more realistic sounding goal because it sounds so pie in the sky when you tell people like I'm gonna be a writer and they're like all right Stephen King <laughs> make a latte tell me about it on your break <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> But yeah. Well, yeah, and if you're gonna do that, I mean, you gotta make. You, you, I think that those writers, they must make some contact somehow with somebody. To, yeah. Because the whole world is really based on connections. Right. Although I think too, with like stuff like writing, a huge part of it really is just finishing it. Because I've never finished fucking anything or like done that process of, like, sending it out. Like, uh, I can't remember who said the quote. It's probably fucking Woody Allen or something. But that 90% of success is just showing up. <laughs> it's like just doing it, just being there. So, yeah. I assume any, I don't know, anything going on in Fredericton? <laughs> Not a thing. Same old, same old. Yeah, I've kind of monopolized the fucking podcast this week, but I don't know. Big, it's big, big news. Got a job. <laughs> yeah, well, first time in seven years. Yeah, and I guess it's like it's just kind of a downer because I really, the day I got the job, I was like, all right, I got the job. And like, I was projecting forward to this very day. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. I can call up mom and do a podcast and tell her how 
got this job. I'm working at a copy shop again, and it's all cool, and I know people now, and I'm doing stuff. But it's not cool, and it's sort of miserable. Yeah, and when you talk about it, it's like, yeah, got a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and who knows where it'll go. I mean, like, the movie theater job, it was real crappy when I first got it, when I just worked at the yogurt stand, and then that evolved into into the projection thing like even that just like there are so many people that work at this place just from just that alone like maybe something will come of it like the difference between just coming into contact regularly with a dozen people i didn't know before and who knows where that will go in what sphere other jobs or places to stay or whatever as opposed to before when i yeah it was just me in vancouver and not knowing anyone <laughs> so yeah or you in toronto just i mean you knew people in toronto yeah but you you really didn't make any connections that were leading to anything. No, not really. Just uh, just got to my one little group, and then that started to erode, and that was that. I guess the one guy I met in Toronto was that guy, uh, Jim Monroe from the Hand Eye Society. Did I tell you about that? I did like a little uh, introduced to yeah guy and stuff, but it didn't really go anywhere. But theoretically, that could have. That guy's pretty cool. That still could actually. He's a published author. He, he's got books, so. Not a bad thing to have in your back pocket, but, yeah. And you know the guy. If you ever finish something, yeah. you can maybe uh, get in touch with him again and say, listen, if, can you give me some clues as to what to do with this stuff? Yeah, in fact, he's the one uh, that I still haven't done the uh, the rewrite, but it was his kid that uh, gave me the notes about the kid's book. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, basically, I've got, like, just, like, as a, a thing to prove to myself I can finish a book is right now I'm writing a book about a video game. I probably brought that up, too, which I'm just going to put online for free. But that's almost done. And then right after that, I'm doing the kids' book thing, like, rewriting it, sending it out. Then I'll work on something else after that. But but that's actually, yeah, like, that's not so far in the distance because the, the main draft of it is done. That's, like, the one thing I ever finished. <laughs> so... That could be a start. And again, yeah, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Maybe even just if I send this thing out and even if people don't want to publish it, who knows? Maybe they'll be like, oh, well, we didn't really like that, but you do, you can write a thing, so maybe we can, you can do this other thing. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I guess that was like kind of good in this coffee shop today just to learn how, how much turnover there is. Like, nobody's going to be too distraught if I don't stay because <laughs> nobody stays. <laughs> And that made me feel a little better, too. It's, like, not just that I'm that soft. I'm pretty soft, but I'm not that soft. It's just a fucking bad job. Thanks a lot, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you felt good when you started it, or when you thought you had it. So, you know what? Just hang in there for a little longer and see what happens. Yeah, and even again, yeah, just to have some kind of money coming in. It's a lot It's a lot better than none, than zero. That really is just, like, pure money burning. And, yeah, it's kind of been neat, too, with uh, my book bag, where everything just fits in the one bag, is it doesn't quite all fit anymore, just because I bought some dumbbells when I first got here. So I bought a second little book bag for shirts and clothes and stuff. But basically, I got my wheelie bag and one little book bag, and everything still fits in there. And I'm like sticking strongly to that notion. So all I spend money on is food, basically. Like I don't buy stuff, so. And I like it, I just really feel better that way. So that's good. It almost gets weird. It's like, what do people actually buy? $7 cheesecake, I guess, but like, I guess. They buy 
junk. Like I'm still here with the drawers full of clothes, <laughs> yeah, that brings a basket it. full of clothes. I got a box full of junk over there. Some electronic stuff. Great big TV. I'm looking at Lyndon Johnson talking with the Vietnam War. <laughs> Lights. This room has got one, two. Well, two lamps. And it's not that big a room. Right. It's an overhead. It's got a walking machine in it, you know, for exercising. All it does is hold clothes. That's what people spend their money on. Stuff they don't need. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess that brings it full circle. That's how the that's how the show started with you talking about this stuff in the, in the in the drawers and stuff. So, so I guess that'd be a good place to wrap up. Okay. Well, check in in two weeks. I'll be expecting your call. Yeah, hopefully uh, by then I'll just be a whiz and uh, this job will not seem so burdensome and stressful and I'll just, maybe I'll just be a coffee savant and everything will be great. Or the manager will quit and I'll be the manager. Who knows? Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you never know. I don't think that's your forte, though, to be kind of bossing other people no, around. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, because it's like either just do do your job and you get out of here. <laughs> Like, if you need to be bossed. <laughs> yeah, but that is one nice thing about this job. Like, I, I haven't quite got a bead yet on the guy that owns the place. He seems a little bit like a douchebag. But uh, but everybody else, they're all very nice and fine. It's like, like again, we're all stuck in the same orphanage. Like, why be miserable to each other? We're not, you know, not, we're not the enemy. We're not buying $8 cheesecake. You're pretty smart, though, you know? Who knows? Hang in there, you might climb up to managerial. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I remember at the uh, at that video store that was basically just porn movies was 99% of the stuff they sold. But I remember the there was a girl from Alberta that worked there that became manager while I was there. And, man, it was just kind of sad, like, to be a manager at like a, a business of that level like video store coffee shop whatever because you really don't get paid much more and if somebody doesn't show up for a shift like you got to do it you just got to fill all the gaps and uh, and she went from this just cool fun girl that worked at the video store to like trying to be the manager and it was just kind of sad like she would kind of like get on us and yell at us and stuff but none of us like held it against her we were all just kind of felt bad for her like oh man she's trying to be an adult right now like she's trying to have a real job and then in three months she just quit anyway because it was fucking miserable <laughs> like, like i don't think being the manager of the coffee shop is is a bonus i think being lower on the totem pole and being more now, flexible it's is different if you're your own boss and yeah. you're managing because you know there's a uh, well there's a benefit to it yeah. obviously you're building a you're building a business that you're gonna make your livelihood from your real livelihood and you are in control of it and you have to so you do those things you do the extra work you're the boss and you hired the manager really there's nothing in it for the manager no except maybe a few more dollars in the pocket there's no long term uh, benefit or reason to want the thing to succeed but if you own it yeah you want it to succeed and you will you will work long hours and fill in all those gaps yeah That's yeah it different. seems kind of like inappropriate almost to put excuse me to put that kind of yeah energy and time into something that yeah you you don't really get anything out of at the end of the day but yeah yeah again that's like so 
I just got to invest in myself. It's the only investment I got that's going to fucking pan out. Certainly not this coffee shop, so. Yeah, but you've only been there two days, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> two half shifts, too, huh? Jeez. We'll see where you are in two weeks. Yeah. All right, yeah, so I guess I will talk to you in two weeks then. Okay, and... Yeah, definitely hang in there. So you're either going to be gone in two weeks or you're going to say, you know what, not bad. I can, I like it. Yeah, even just because the people there seem pretty nice. Like, yeah, I think, I don't think it'll be that hard for me to uh, steer myself away from the horrible coffee station. And like, again, it's just so weird. That's the other reason why I just feel like I shouldn't like put myself through misery times just because it's what you're supposed to do or that's how a job is or whatever because today when i mentioned that i like the cash register more this girl who was like helping me today uh she was like that's great like if we're ever working together you do the cash all day because i like to make coffee i'm like okay i don't know what that says about you (laughs) out of your mind but like great you know like maybe it'll just be fine like i'll just settle you know water finds its level or whatever and then you can push the one for the next girl and say, oh, you like uh, your cleaning tables? Hey, I like doing that. And maybe she'll switch off with you. You know what I really like doing? I just like to hang out out front. <laughs> you know what, though? Actually, this kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, because, uh, like, with the multiple drinks, like, it really gets weird because there's only so many nozzles that you can make espresso come from. And you can do two shots at once or one shot and, like, uh, two steamer wands and steaming the different types of milk and different levels of milk for these different drinks. And I just realized that this is a lot like when I was a dishwasher at the Cactus Club and I only lasted like a month there because it was very similar. Like once it got busy, it was all about, uh, it was like, like a puzzle game. It's like I only have so much space in, in each load of dishes. What is the best like way that I can like Tetris these things together and I never got good at it. I was never good at it, and it just stressed me out, and I quit. And I, I think that's the same thing going on with this coffee. Like, when it gets too busy, I just can't maneuver the given, here's what I got, and here's how it could all go smoothly. But if I do any of these pieces wrong, that's the other thing. Like, so if any part of this process is, like, ill-planned out and done wrong, then it just slows down everything. It slows down every drink behind it, or it slows down all the dishes behind it. Yeah, like, I was there, like, late every night doing dishwashing. I never could do it in time. So maybe it is. Maybe I'm just not good at that, like, kind of weird spatial reasoning or something. Maybe. Yeah. So, again, yeah, why... Why, why, why put myself through the pain for minimum murderer wage? Yeah, I'll definitely... Wait until I'm at least out of, uh, out of, um, especially I think I might have some leverage because, like I said, school's starting. Like, everybody's leaving for school. And, like, they really were, like, like, the, the, the manager girl really did seem kind of relieved. Like, oh, good. Like, Doug vetted you. I don't really need to worry about it. Like, you're going to be fine. You used to work at a coffee shop because, and you're free all the time because we have all these scheduling problems that are about to come. So I might get, I might have some leverage. We'll see to just at least keep myself out of my own like misery pit black zone that I hate anyway yeah so I'm keeping you you look at these jobs with such a positive upbeat attitude 
yeah, uh, it just seems naive and ridiculous to me to not do that. <laughs> you know, like, go get her. All right, let's fucking, let's do the best for this. So this guy can have a yacht or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I just, that's what I was thinking today when I was walking by the waterfront. Is I'm sure it was, like, uh, really hard to start this business. And he clearly does really give a shit, makes his own cheesecake, bakes his own stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But now that it's done and he's got his five stores, like he just strolls through and he points at a few things and says a few things and strolls out. And yeah, great. You know, you deserve the uh, the fruits of your labor. But but I don't want to labor for your fruits. You know? <laughs> well, then I guess you better get writing, boy, so you can get your own yacht. Yeah, for real. Okay, so for real, speaking of for real, I'm going to for real go this time. Okay, go pee in your bottle. Yeah. All right, thanks for being on the, our podcast again. It's nice, okay. to, nice to, to rant. See you in two weeks, or hear you in two weeks. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.